Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Let's admit it. We have trouble sharing the road. And when I say we, I do mean all of us. Whether you are a pedestrian, a cyclist, or a driver, we have some issues when it comes to recognizing that maybe we need to share space. But is it always possible to share space? I ask because of this new report that is out from Hub Cycling. It says that a network of bike highways in Metro Vancouver would be beneficial, but those highways could likely come at the expense of room for vehicles on the road. Now, when I read that, I thought, well, wouldn't that just cause more crowding of cars, more idling of vehicles, more pollution? So... How does that fix anything? So obviously there are a lot of questions about this. So let's find out more. Evan Hammer is with us now, the Infrastructure Planning and Policy Manager for Hub Cycling. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having me. All right. So tell me about this report. What what is a bike highway? So cycling highways are the highest quality bike routes. They cover long distances. Uh, They provide regional connections between major destinations. They're direct, paved, um, protected, lit. They've got ample width. And they have intersections that prioritize people cycling. And so you've got this along with clear signage, branding, um, regular maintenance, makes them safe, comfortable, and super easy to use for people of all ages and abilities at all times of the day and night. Okay, so how do you envision these in Metro Vancouver? Uh, they, well, they would be very similar um, to what what Transit has already envisioned with the major bikeway networks. So these... Um, really safe and comfortable routes that would connect major destinations um, where you're going to school or you're, where you're working, where you're shopping, the major town centers. Um, and would just give people an, an option to get around by a different means. So instead you could take transit, you could drive, you could, you could take these high quality cycling routes, which is, it would be another, another way to quickly and easily get around. Right, so you're thinking like Surrey to Vancouver or Richmond to Vancouver or Richmond to Surrey, that kind of thing. Yeah, but they, they the, these routes would help. Um, you could get longer distances, right? So if you're if you're in Surrey Center and you need to work downtown Vancouver, um, and you want to to ride, you could ride on this um, intuitive, safe and comfortable, easy to use route. But you wouldn't necessarily, you don't have to go all the way, right? Like maybe you're only going two kilometers away. So just it would connect the major destinations, but also make it easier just to get around with, within your community. Okay. So now would you say this would be outside of the or on top of the existing bike network? So we'd have to add to that? Like, are you talking about entirely new networks? How would this work? A lot of the places that we looked at, cause we, we looked at sort of um, some examples from Europe and how they developed their cycle highway network. Usually you, you start with what you have and you just, you just um, improve upon it, right? So one example would be the, the BC Parkway, which is already existing. It goes from Surrey through New West, through Burnaby, into Vancouver. Um, so if you were to make that into a cycle highway, it would just be a number of upgrades to it. There's, there's a, if you've ever ridden it, there's a number of sort of gaps along the way. 
um, that aren't, aren't the most comfortable. And so it would be improving like the, the overall routes, not building something entirely new necessarily, because there's a lot of, we have a lot of existing routes, just a lot of them aren't that comfortable for most people. Right, because in the report, it also says that some of this might have to come at the expense of road space, right? Like to expand the bike network, would you have to use some existing road space? I mean, it, it all depends on, because in, in the report, we're, we're just um, envisioning the possibility of cycle highways and, and looking at what that, that would look like in some examples from other other places. Um, so in actually building it, you, yeah, you'd have to make... Uh, it would depend on like what makes the most sense. Would it would it make the most sense to utilize an existing like um, say say rail network that you could tra- make a make into a a, a bike route, or could, would um, it be just expanding maybe like the sidewalk into a multi-use path, or you you might do something like they did in Vancouver, like on Hornby, where you are um, reallocating some road space. And science it's not it's not driving space. Science it's it's space that was used for, say, parking or something like right. that. Um, but yeah, so it, 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 it's, it, it just depends on, on what makes the most sense and, and where, where it's being done. It's tricky, though, Evan, isn't it? Because, you know, you want to make sure you're not creating more congestion, too, and you have to make sure that those cycling networks are going to be used by enough people that it would make a difference. Like, how do you make sure of that? I mean, we already see in the in the in Metro Vancouver, there's this demand for cycling. I mean, cycling is the fastest growing transportation mode in Metrovan. Um, and we already have a quarter of people who say that they cycle regularly and another 40% of people say they would like to cycle more, but they don't feel comfortable in a lot of existing cycling infrastructure. So you've, you have that demand that's there. And we even saw it recently with the provincial government when they released the, um, the, the e-bike subsidy, that was oversubscribed within a day. Um, so you've, you've, you've got people who would like to bike, but there's this um, this barrier that they, they don't feel comfortable in a lot of what exists. Okay, so you think that by expanding the networks, like having better connection between the town centers, that would make more people get out there on their bike? Yeah, having having making it easier to get around and making it um, making the infrastructure safer, so you'd feel comfortable bringing your so your 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 kids out if you're like biking into school or, or um, more people just feel safe and comfortable. And some of the examples that we saw in Europe when they put in these these cycle types highways, they saw a huge uptake in the usage. So there was one that went in in London that once they put it in, they saw an 83 percent jump in usage just on that one route. Hmm. Well, we'd have to see if that happens here. Evan, thanks for your time. Thanks for having me.